Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, a slight tangent, the crappy quiz, and you had to be there. Five goals in 20 minutes. It's just, you can't do that. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB GAA. Hello there, and you're very welcome along to another episode of the Football Pod. I'm back with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. James, let's just get it out of the way here for anyone watching on YouTube. What, what's going on with your nose? Every week you have a different cut or a different scar. What is happening to you? He's a tyrant. He's in a rare world again, that fella. <laughs> it's just too big. It gets in the fucking way, no matter which way I <laughs> I didn't think you had a match this weekend. I got a war wound in a game, and then every time I tip off it, no, it gets, it gets opened up. Okay. It does look bad there. I don't think it looks too bad, but... It looks all right. It's okay for the podcast. It's just YouTube. I'm going to get those strips... Robbie Fowler, like, yeah, you look hardy, yeah, like. cool, huh? Yeah, yeah, this could be a good look for you. Could be a niche, <laughs> and a bit of Vicks on the chest. Yeah, <laughs> all the naughties and nineties classics, like Fiera with the Vicks on the chest and Fowler Fiera and half a tub on. Yeah, he the deal though, I'd say. I want to see you <laughs> with his carry now wearing the Vicks on the chest. <laughs> <laughs> the cliff will be copying you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for hopes, but yeah, Paddy. Yeah. You were disappointed at the weekend when you tuned into the club action and there was no J.O.D. starting for East Kerry, but East Kerry got over the line against Ken Mayer. They had a good win in the club championships. They're heating up across the board. James, your your little nose injury will be cleared up hopefully for the weekend. East Kerry were drawn against Dingle on Sunday. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a tight affair. That's going to be a good game. Mark O'Connor is back with Dingle and all the Glong boys were down watching the match at the weekend. Mm. Mm. Big boys by all accounts. Yeah, looks like a good trip they're on. To be fair to them, yeah, they were they up in. Leash. They were up at um in Leash. Exactly, was presented at the Leash final at halftime. We we would like to say congratulations to Aaron's own in Antrim, to St Patrick's in Wicklow, to the Downs in Westmead, Port Arrington in Leash, Column Kills in Longford, and Nathan Kildare, because they are the senior champions in their respective counties. Nice. They have joined the Monday Club this morning alongside. Palatine and Carlo last week and rode an off the week beforehand. Is there a sweeter hour in the year than Monday morning at 11 o'clock after you won a club championship title? I don't think so. If there is, I want to hear about it. But uh, can't beat it. It's hard beat, isn't it? Like, mm. we, lost, uh, we lost the county final and I met, we lost to So Kerry with the Legion, right? We lost it in the most sickening beat of all time, by the way. Seven, we're seven points up and lost after extra time by a point in a replay. You were too busy thinking about the Monday Club. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. It's into your head. We lost to So Kerry, right? And I met a few of them in the pool on the Wednesday. And I said, how'd you get on the Monday? And they said, oh, we, we didn't bother going out. We went to work. <laughs> nah. I said, you did not deserve to That's win the championship. Nah. That's a waste. <laughs> That should be revoked. That title should uh, be revoked. It should. It should have been replayed again after Without that. A doubt. That's shocking. I will yeah. go to war with any man who says the night of the final is never as good as the next day. No yeah. chance. Or Tuesday is possibly even better than Monday. The night, the night is good if you're you're mental, like you're wrecked, you're knackered, you're hanging together. It's just it's brilliant, but it's just full on. Whereas the the next couple of days where you're in some. Hellhole boozer, just with the lads. Mm. It's hard, hard beating that crack now. So I, I tip my hat to all the 
the teams who are out today and obviously the teams that are beaten as well I'm sure they're uh, indulging as well why not after uh, a tough championship campaign and more big finals this weekend isn't there T finals yeah, and semi-finals Jimmy big... you're Sunday I thought you were on telly on Saturday night Jimmy. no Saturday night it's Phil Rangers yeah Peter Rangers against Mick, uh, Mick is it Mick Kerry against yeah Peter basically Rangers? North Kerry against Mick Kerry okay That's like the box office game is the other game RTE come on lads put the yeah. big dogs on no, that'd be a good game. The, the other semi final would be good as well. Jimmy, you're not selling that to me. I want to see your game, the Cliff Mark and Mark O'Connor. That's what I want to see. Tune in <laughs> for that. I'm not interested in who's mid. Who's the other crowd? Feel. Kerry and Field Rangers. North, North Kerry essentially. Hurling country and Kerry James. Isn't exactly. It? Leave them off. It Never is. It them. is. But they have. They're they doing have well. A good record. They have a good record. Good historical record in championship. Um, and this has been a great year for them. But like they, they won championship with for Samaras, Galvin. You know, they had some great teams. We, we've moved away from Monday Club very quickly here. Is it ever acceptable to not have a Monday Club? I, After, uh, I it so. depends what round of a game like, you've won. Like, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> pretty round sure like, preliminary round of like, <laughs> pretty sure Kratlow, Monday Club. Kratlow back in 2014 when they won the Dublin and Clare, I think it was excusable that they didn't have one because I think they won a county title on a Saturday and they were playing in the Munster Senior Club Football Championship on the Sunday. They were back out the following Sunday in the Munster yeah, Hurling Club Championship. Stuff like that gets in the way. Like I, I hear you. Yeah. Know. Generally speaking, if you win the championship, you're not playing for... Even if you win the county for a couple of weeks until the provincial ca- campaign kicks off. And definitely inter-county side of things, if you won games, Mondays were always big now, yeah. We, I remember when I started with Dublin, we used to do Mondays after the first round of the championship, genuinely. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we back in like oh eight, I think was it? Oh wait, I started. Yeah, we bet loud, and we're out for about three days after. It was great. <laughs> <Does, laughs> Never won it, but oh, we go crack during the week, like so. It still has the same allure. Ah, yeah, sure. I was only young going back then, like. But uh, but there was months between games back then, like so you could yeah, go on a two, three, four session. weeks, yeah, yeah. And that and, was great for camaraderie. You could always you could put anything under the umbrella of camaraderie. <laughs> 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 the manager got on hatchet and gone, listen, team spirit, like, it's hard. Yeah, it's okay. It doesn't grow on trees. That, it's true, though. It doesn't, like, it's important. That county final where South Kerry criminally went back to work on the Monday and he lost and you're in the pool on the I Wednesday. Know, a, couple of, a couple of them, no, obviously. Who's leading sure. the chair, sir? Who was the main man for South Kerry, Jim? That was Brian Sheen. That time, Brian Sheen was awesome, yeah. Well, he's yeah. a lot well, of you, supporter. It, Sheen's it, it, the main man. He's got to round them up, like, yeah, but any free there, 50 yards out, mm. he'd jog over and you're going, oh, fuck's sake, straight over the black spot, like from absolutely miles out. God, yeah. kick it out tomorrow. Depressing. Some boy, yeah, some boy to kick it. I'm seeing the headline here from 2015, not to be digging back into your heartache, but ugly scenes as Kerry Rivals Legion and South Kerry draw after generous added time. Were you sent off that day? I, I was never sent off until the last. 18 months. Two Once years. you start doing the football pod, they're targeting you now. Look. You're like Sergio mm. Ramos now. Look. When's the last time you finished the game? <laughs> it was mistaken identity twice out of the three times. I've only sent off three times. Mistaken <laughs> identity twice and contributing to Malie, which we know we discussed last nonsense. year. Yeah, is that nonsense. is nonsense. It is absolutely nonsense. Break yeah. Yeah. I told you, you need to get out of the Brazzy. That's the gig. You can you know, search it. Yeah. Right to and get you off. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the Dubs go-to guy? For what? Getting off various players for All-Ireland Finals. Yeah, they never suspended us anyway. Too much money. Goff. 
No, solicitor. I'm looking. I'm looking for the inside man, the solicitor. I drink okay. off. Let's go, Graf. Listen, we're saying that. So, so as I mentioned, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight senior winners already so far this year. Yeah. Just giving you an idea, lads, of where we are with the rest of the country. Armagh final, October twenty third, Cross McGlen against Grain Moore. Twenty third, two weeks. Right? Okay. Paddy Grain Moore won their county final semi final this weekend. They're complete underdogs getting in there. Did you see the goal? <laughs> that got them over the line <laughs> this one you sent me this is yeah. this game yeah, yeah I did see it lads a, a speculative <laughs> shot on goal is taken it looks like it's gone up in the air and it's gone wide the keeper sprints behind to get the ball because we know how important quick restarts are but the wind holds the ball up and it drops it feels like it's up there for an age like. the keeper runs around the back to get a ball stops has a smoke has a chat with the umpires and the ball is still in the air like. and then by the time he comes back your man's put it in the net we're, we're getting a bad rep for giving out about goalkeepers here. And we, we covered it a lot during the summer about these fly goalkeepers. and mm, Questionable. There's very few that do it effectively. Ethan Rafferty obviously was one of the standout guys doing it, but there were some real horror shows as well. But this is something different altogether. Like He literally just... I, I, can't, I actually haven't seen anything like that before. That no, is first time. <laughs> How windy was it? How windy was it? Was it this- must have been... It looks windy over there. It, I'd say, yeah, it looks windy. Like, look at it. They lose the game. They I lose feel the sorry game. for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they were one down at the time, so that made him put him four down with a minute, a minute or two to go. Yeah. Is that? Well, that was it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's crushing. It's crushing. But like, keepers are under a savage amount of pressure to get that restart out as quickly as possible, and his team are chasing. It's just the breeze held it up. So we feel for him, and also we saw it in in Roscommon, uh, Paddy Brogan. Um, Former DC owners, common footballer who would have had uh, plenty of injury troubles over the years, scored a savage goal, forty yards out or so, outside of the right boot. The keeper got caught, um, dispossessed, maybe 20, 30 yards out. Ball set back to Brogan. That brought strokes down to the Roscommon County final, and we have a novel pairing there, Boyle against Roscommon. So, Boyle against strokes on sorry in the Roscommon final. So, Cross McGlen yeah, that's two against Greenmore. Roscommon yeah. final, uh, final is two weeks. Roscommon final two weeks up. Arma. October 23rd, Cross McGlen against Grain Moore. In Cavan, we're at the final stage. Gowner are playing Killigarry. Killigarry in their first final in 50 years. In Derry, we've a repeat of last year's final. Slock Neal against Waddy Grahams and Glen. The Donegal final has obviously been deferred because of the tragedy in Chris Lock at the weekend. That's St. Eunan's and Nave Connell. We don't have a date to go with that one yet. In Down, we're seeing St. Peter's Warren Point play Kilku, um, the All-Ireland Club champions. For Mana, we have the final stage, Inniskin and Gales against Ern Gales. In Monaghan, we've got our finalists, Scottsdale against Bally Bay. Tyrone is at the semi-final stage. Clan Lower playing Carrick Moore. And last year's champions, Dramore, are playing Ergil Kieran, who obviously have the two Canavan brothers flying at the minute and a couple of other quality footballers. Galway, semi-final stage as well. Salk Hill, Nocknacara are playing Damien Comers, Anna Down, and my Lockman Belly were up against Moy Cullen. Leitrim, the championship there has been flying along there at the final stage. Mohill are playing St. Mary's, so Mohill are back in the final again this year. And in Mayo, it's a semi-final stage. Casabar Mitchells are against a young and fancied Westport side who won an intermediate All-Ireland a couple of years ago. And Ballina are playing Ballin Tubber, who obviously have the O'Connors on board. Roscommon, as I mentioned, Boyle versus Strokestown. In Sligo, St. Mary's are playing Turtle Strand. In Clare, it's at the semi-final stage, Aero Og against Cara Finn. And you Camaray- not can Murray breaking against Dennis Diamond? No. Don't mention the war. Huh? You're not out. Yeah, we were beaten <laughs> last week. Wiped. We were beaten last week. It's horrible. Crushing. But anyways, 
Best of luck to all of them teams. In Cork. <laughs> them Finbars against the Rangers. <laughs> I thought I heard gritted teeth there. There was absolutely gritted teeth. Take apart the counts. It's the main thing. Yeah, it's a, long, it's a long Football winter. Is the winter here, lads. It's a long, it's a, it's a long winter. It is, yeah. It doesn't actually help watching it back four times a week no, afterwards as well. The game, I never you watch know. it back after. But I know from chatting to you, boys, you gotta you know watch it back to learn. But like, I haven't learned anything other than it's just you absolutely crushing. Learn when you've won in the end, like, yeah. and you've played very well. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. kicked a few spinners, it <laughs> keeps that on, on a loop. Like, but if you're beaten oh. and you're out, oh. yeah. did you yeah. used to have a huddle or any of those, Pelly? Yeah. Yeah, huddle huddle was good because they they'd sort your clips like you'd have your you'd have to watch the whole thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you'd have your twenty clips and then <laughs> job done five minutes. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. We use huddle and Cratlow and uh, there's a couple of them now. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, if, I wonder if huddle's still the main one. I'd say there's it's a lucrative enough market. I'd say everyone's at it. Yeah, it's a it's a good setup. Yeah, it's worthwhile. Pat's plan wouldn't be a fan of it. No. <laughs> Does he have a laptop, does he? <laughs> like it does it, it is if you're thinking about the game that often and you're on huddle, you know, a couple of times a week uh, and you, training you, and gym and shooting and all like it does to, get a bit much. You need to review your games. You need to look like we, we spoke with Stephen O'Neill spoke about it, learning from your mistakes, particularly for forwards, and I know it's probably the same for backs. If you miss shots, why did I miss that? Where did I miss it from? What other options did I have? But that's why it's definitely beneficial to just have your own clips because mm. otherwise you're getting into other fellas' mistakes and you're giving oh, out other fellas and other fellas are giving out about you rather than just improving your own individual bit each, which would bring the group on miles. Like. Yeah, you got to take responsibility for your own performance. Um, and then the management will cover the wider team implications, like the forward, you know, defensively, kickouts, whatever it is. But no, I would have been, I have to say, I would have looked at it quite a bit now on my yeah. own game. I- Good stuff and bad stuff. I know we're laughing about it, but if you made yeah. mistakes or something didn't go well, I'd be like, I'd be all over trying to figure out why and what do I need to do the next day. Like, but that's just part of it, isn't it? First year or two, the last year or two, club level is my first time being properly exposed to it. And it's amazing when it's edited well, the picture you can get of what you're facing. Yeah. And it's all about that editing because, you know, you'll miss it watching a game back in full, but when it's, when it's a collection of clips together and it's put together well and there's a point to what you're doing, it's amazing the picture it can build for you. It's gas. Like you'd miss a shot in a game, say, and you think you're under savage pressure and you watch it back on Huddle or TV or something. There's no one there. You're like, what the mm. fuck am I doing? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a different perspective on it. It's good. Like, but uh, yeah, I'd say every team, like you're mentioning it there, I'd say every club team is using it now at this stage. Like, oh, yeah. You have yeah, to be. So it's, yeah. it's big time. Big time. Okay. That was a, what about the Dublin final? No, we're just I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it now. Just oh, going through Munster here. In Cork, we're at the final stage. Sent Finbars against Nemo Rangers. That should Nemo. be a cracking final. Yeah. Finbars, obviously. I saw Finbars and Munster Club action last year. They were very impressive. They bet stacks um, in the Munster Club yeah, final. Yeah. In Kerry, obviously, as we mentioned, Field Rangers against Mid Kerry. Dingle against East Kerry. We'll come back to that again. Limerick, Monoline versus Newcastle West at the semi-final stage. And Adair against Father Casey's of... And Tipperary's the final upper church, upper church Drumbane against Clonmel Commercials. I think they're in for a dual title at the minute. Um, and Waterford are at the quarterfinal stage. Carlo, Palatine are champions in Dublin this weekend. Paddy, you'll be heading to Nafina against Chemical Croaks. Want to go ahead and have a look? Yep. Should yeah. Be game. Should be a good game of football. Same Paul Mannion. And the Hurling final too. Yeah, both okay. teams playing from the Hurling final as well. So I think Conor McHugh, an old teammate of mine from Nafina, is. Mm. 
a big player for both hurling and football. So it should be a great final on so it's on telly actually. I think it's, it's Kenny, four o'clock, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's the Kenny Hurling final is on first on the TG car and then it's on TV. Folks, yeah. is on after. So Mannion's missing obviously for Croaks. I would have had them as favourites that brings it in a lot tighter. Mm. So Shane Walsh to be pressure on him now to, to stand up now his biggest game for, for Croaks obviously since he's gone there. So it he's should be a great game. Deep. I saw the I saw the sem- must have been the semi-final. Or uh, no, quarterfinal. Quarterfinal I saw on TV. Yeah, he's Kula. playing very deep, isn't he? Yeah, well, you kind of afford to do it. If you keep Mannion in close, you can allow him to come out. But I think there's going to be big pressure on him, a scoring burden without Mannion on on Sunday. And obviously, Nafina have Johnny Cooper and all Merchants. So they've got a good bit of stuff in their own back line. So it'll be a great game. I'm looking forward to hopefully the weather's decent for it. Uh, it'll be a big crowd in Parnell Park, I would say. Yeah, you'd imagine so. That'll be good. I look forward to hearing your reaction to that next week. In Kildare, uh, Nace have won back-to-back championships. Yeah. They bet clean. They had them off yesterday. Mullinavata, the Kilkenny champions. Port Arlington won at least at the weekend. Colin Kills bet Mullinachta uh, in Longford. A late penalty from Rory Harkin got them over the line, won seven to eight points. In Loud has gone to a replay. Ardy St. Mary's and the Blues, Newtown Blues, drew one twelve apiece. In Mead, Ratote, who lost the hurling final to Trim at the weekend, are playing Summerhill. Uh, Rathod have been uh, the big dogs of Mead over the last couple of years they yeah. won an intermediate title got to a couple of uh, senior finals eventually got over the line with two wins in the last couple of years so Rathod are going for another one against the Summer Hill side who are managed by Conor Gillespie who's who was a a savage footballer for Mead around 2012-13 got some very bad injuries quite a young manager and that's He's a young team age, isn't he? yeah a young team yeah. in Summer Hill He's the manager Jeez. He's the manager yeah so, is, is the final this weekend? Sunday? Uh I have to double check when the meet final is. I think it's the weekend after. Jeez. Oh, I think it's this weekend. It's this weekend. You won yeah. brief. It's your county, like you don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, he's clear now, Penny. I'm in clear. Sorry, clear sorry. Like. I forgot you. You're clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've given up my rights to to meet football. Um, Offaly Road, as we know, our champions. The bet Tullamore one nine to eleven. The Downs won in Westmead. Larwall uh, coached them to a big victory against St. Lomans, and then in Wexford, uh, Shemaliers. If I pronounce that right or wrong, I, I can never remember. Playing Castletown. That's O'Gara's crowd. Yeah, Gemeliers. That's yeah. the one. O'Gara's club. Yeah, they're playing Castletown in Wexford. St. Patrick's. Where's that? Uh, I don't know. I don't have the date down. <laughs> St. Patrick's Jeez, are, are the Wicklow champions. He's going through every county here. Like, I'm just giving you a state of play where we're at. We have been also <laughs> updating our manager list for the last little while. Still no white smoke in Donegal or Roscommon. We aren't going to now talk about rumours about who may be taking What's over that? in those counties. Oh, that's what happens. We don't want to get in any trouble. So. Well, you started one on Twitter. I did not. You were straight. You were the first journalist in. Like, you announced Danny. I so did not announce Danny. Though, wasn't he? He was I straight was in there. This is nonsense. I was in London. I thought it was a, a good gig. Weeks. I seen it and I was like, that's actually not bad. Like, I, I'd be intrigued yeah. to see how he'd get on. But yeah, he fairly poured cold water on that one. I'd say you could have got a shout, James, if they were in there. <laughs> the Rossies, lovely over there at West. Oh, you've um, changed your tune, haven't you? Me, yeah. No, they're still not going to do anything. But um, <laughs> and Limerick, was a, Limerick have hired. I was only thinking this. What I was laughing, but this WhatsApp rumors. This is nonsense going around for months. I said it to you, and you were trying to give it some airtime. This is the latest example of nonsense that goes around on WhatsApp. And um, Donny trending on Twitter as the new Ross Cavan manager. You know, but whoever came up with it must have been delighted with the traction it got because really, it went everywhere in the space yeah. of half an hour. Yeah. Mm. Well, it was reported by the Connacht Telegraph, which didn't do it. But he must have got it. It was a bit of an ego boost for Danny there because I'd say 
there was huge positive reaction out of it, especially in Roscommon. There was a lot of excitement, apart from Armagh yeah. people who were like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was that. Um, Limerick have appointed Ray Dempsey. So yeah. after Billy Lee stepped away, you've been, you would have been worrying about them. He's done very well with them over the last couple of years. But Ray Dempsey, who was very close to getting the Mayo gig by all accounts, has been announced as their new manager, former Mayo footballer. Um, Can't believe in Wicklow now to go over there. Or what's he going to do? I actually, ne- I never thought of that. Yeah, there you go. Hold well, that to your horses. Yeah. Um, Dempsey played in the 89 and 96 finals at Mayo, coached Mayo under 21 and minor level, and coached Knockmore to back to back senior football titles. It's a good gig. Yeah. Leachman Division 2. There's a, a buzz Limerick. around them. Obviously, they're kind or, sorry, Limerick. Buzz around them. Promotion. Billy Lee did a brilliant job. Surprised he left, but. Um, Division 2 is no joke, though, isn't it? This year's no. going to be hard. Like, there you're still no. in there. Dubs are there. Obviously, a bit stronger you'd feel from, from last year. Kildare are down there as well. It'll be a big ask for them. Clare have been kind of knocking on the door trying to get up to Division 1 with Colin Collins there. It is very, very competitive. Um, but I think it's a good good gig. Like, I mean, Legion football, sorry, Limerick footballers, they're a bit obviously in the shadow of the hurling team, but what they've done over the past couple of years under Billy Lee has been outstanding. So, and Dempsey's obviously a, he's a top coach. That's a brilliant record he's put together so far. Obviously, very close to getting a Mayo job, but I think that's a good appointment for both parties there. Be interested to see how they get on. Exactly. It's a big chance for Ray Dempsey now to assert his credentials yep. uh, down, in, down in Limerick. Lads, so that's a bit of the club drama and the roundup there with some of the managerial news and bits and pieces that have happened over the last little while. Uh, there was an interesting announcement in Mead GA Circles last week, and I know I'm not allowed to mention Mead that many times, but you might excuse me this time. They've announced a regional tournament um, and they've put a lot of stock into it. They have appointed eight strong management teams in the county for eight regional teams to go into a tournament over the next eight weeks which is going to run side by side with the under 20 championships in the county so it's going to be a lot of football happening in the mead over the next while but, but the, so it's going to be after it's only going to start after the senior final after the senior yeah. championship and it only completely includes new, completely new competition it's just been started now completely new competition it's not yet linked to the senior championship but I do wonder if it works and they, it, they get a bit of joy out of it I wonder would that change down the line I don't know that's just speculation but for the moment it's a new tournament at the end of the intermediate and junior championships and the senior championships, it's only intermediate and junior players in it. And Colin O'Rourke, ah. Colin O'Rourke has said so. It's all grouped into different regions. So in Mead, there's like there's seventy odd clubs in Mead, a lot of clubs in Mead. So there's no senior players allowed. That's interesting. No, yeah. So okay. it's just intermediate right. and junior. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting, right? Um, and it gives a big opportunity to a lot of players in rural okay. clubs to put their hand up and show they, what they're about. Surely, kind of. Well, that it does bring the level down a small bit if you're not putting the senior players. We've had there senior well. players in that. Now. That's surprising, me, yeah. But those those senior players are already in action in the senior championship. Yeah, but this is a, it's essentially it's a trial. It's a mm. two month trial period for for Colin O'Rourke to, but, but nearly like a, a bit of it is kind of box taken, so we can go to every single club and go. This is an opportunity to pull together the best players from every single club in the county. You're gonna get a two-month window here to play games. We're going to go out and watch us all. The big fear for any manager when they go in is players slip through the net. Mm. You know, that, oh, how is that fella not playing with the senior team? This is an opportunity for all of those guys to be in the shop window. O'Rourke and his management team are going to be looking at it. I think it's a great idea. We did something very similar in Dublin many years ago with Pat Gilroy when he took over. Exact same scenario, split into Dublin regions. And it was actually, it wasn't a long thing. It was over 
it was only over the course of a week. Okay. So it was three games, so it was a bit more condensed, but but all the senior players were in it. And but that yeah. ensures the quality. Yeah, like, yeah. This this is a different this is different, right? Colin O'Rourke hasn't come up with this. This is a long-term strategy from the Football Review Committee in me okay. to try and get the, the standard of football in the county to a, a higher level. They've done a lot of work in restructuring the championships. It's getting complicated now where they've they've relegated five teams from intermediate this year. So they're reducing the size of the championships to try and increase the quality. I actually think from somebody who played club football in Mead for a long time, it's a huge benefit because there are so many clubs yeah. that have... They're from tiny parishes that might have two or three strong players, players that have the potential to, you know, become intercounty footballers that are getting lost, that aren't in the big towns, that aren't yeah. further up the, the county and, and getting so spotted. That's so the point of it, Tommy. Look, that's yeah. I, I see, like, I'm sorry, actually surprised I thought O'Rourke and the management team had organised this. No, it's, it it's, been, it's, it's been coming for a while. Yeah, It's a it's a trial tournament yeah. that they go and, and there's eight weeks of games and like say, okay, maybe you, you, you know the guys from that Holt or... Simon's Town or whoever the, the bigger clubs in me the more traditional clubs to go okay there's five or six of those guys who are going to be on our squad for the Auburn Cup but I'm sure Colin O'Rourke is looking at this going I want to get eight, ten players out of this that, that we can bring forward in January into the National League and into, into the Division 2 campaign so it's yeah. a good idea there's a lot of time obviously goes into it eight weeks is, is a long road of it uh, but I'm sure it's a good start that the clubs can't turn around and say, well, our guys didn't get an opportunity or players can't turn around and say, I didn't get a fair crack, crack of the whip. They've two months now to put their hand up and say to, to our work and a management team, I want to go here. And mm. I think that's that's a good starting point for, for where me are at. And yeah. Hopefully they're, they're, they'll be able to find a couple of players out of it. Yeah. James, you've obviously only this year been allowed to play for a regional side in Kerry as Legion are playing Intermediate Championship this year and you have, am I right in saying you're at the, the semi-final stage once that resumes after the yeah the Kerry, is it the County Championship this is now? Yeah, so the way we do it is there's a Junior, Intermediate and Senior Club Championship. Yeah. Right? So if you win any of them, you go on and represent Kerry and Munster okay. at those levels. And then there is a county championship, which is the big, big one. That's where more you prestigious. Have, what's that? The county championship is the prestigious. Uh, they're both obviously good, but that's the big dog. Yeah. That's the big dog, yeah. So oh. you have your eight senior clubs and eight divisions. So your divisions are mid Kerry, East Kerry, North Kerry, West Kerry, you know. So there's St. Brendan's, Field Rovers, yeah. They so need better names for them, Jimmy. They should no, be like Field Rangers is North Kerry, but it, it's, it's just no. Yeah. You need to so jazz that up. If I but was only, but, but only like Todd Bowley from Chelsea. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> if I was in the marketing department of Kerry GA, I'd be like, "What are we calling Mid Kerry here? Mid Kerry, Kerry Magics. Yeah, yeah, the Mavericks. Mickles, Mickles, <laughs> Mid yeah, Kerry yeah. Mavericks <laughs> against. I don't know what are you North Kerry. Ninjas, I like that. <laughs> that could work. So my idea is good. I need, uh, I need to talk to someone down in Kerry. But no, the thing about that, about that setting is you still have your divisions, right? Which are made up of junior and intermediate club players, but you, you're guaranteed to have the quality in the tournament because all the senior club players are still playing with their senior clubs, you know. So you have. Everybody in the county can play a county championship, no matter what club you're from. So it it does it, like it sparks interest in in everyone in the county because everyone can be involved. 
Mm. So what no, I, it, it, what, what the stacks, stacks are probably would have been a big team last couple of years. Did they win both? Well, they won the club and the county championship the same year. Stacks won, I think Stacks won both last year, yeah. And would that's you believe nice. they're in the relegation game this year? They could go down to intermediate in two weeks' time. Happens, Too many crazy. Monday clubs. They're playing what Ken happens? Mayer. They're playing Shawnee Shea's crowd in a relegation game, Fisher Stadium. And Ken Mayer very easily could have beaten East Kerry yesterday. Ken Mayer strong, very strong. So it's just, it's quite the look of the draw. Like, you're East Kerry, Jimmy, are you? Yeah, we're East Kerry. But so we, like, always, we had a couple of injuries. The All-Stars now this year. Huh? With, with Cliff and all the lads. Like, it's just kind of this period now, East Kerry are. Well, he was... the game at the weekend. Like, you can't give it the big one, but... Like, the clubs, the clubs are strong in Kerry because the county league is strong. So you're kind of working with your players all year round and you're developing yeah. system and tactics. And, like, the clubs are strong, I think. Like, Dingle and, now, we're playing, will be, will be strong. Yeah. And from your experience, and we all know that David Clifford plays for a junior club, but has this, over the years, thrown out a couple of hidden gems from the intermediate or the junior championship in Kerry? 100 million percent. Yeah. Because like, every player has to get a chance to play a county championship, has to get a chance to play in front of a crowd, get their name out there, you know, get spotted. As much as you might say it's unfair or whatever, people aren't going in droves to, to intermediate championship matches and, and junior championship matches, you know, but they'll go to county championship matches yeah. when fellas are playing with their it's, division. This is where the marketing comes in, Jimmy. If you're the right marketeer, the junior champ to be on BT. <laughs> That's the sky's only, the limit. Only if we change the names of all the clubs as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's step one. It's not going anywhere until the names are changed. I'll yeah, talk but, to Todd Bowley. Leave it with me. I like it. LinkedIn. I like but it. it. But it does. No, no it does. It does definitely get it get fellas out there, gets them playing together, gets them playing at a high level, and it increases quality 100 percent Did, did, did you play the county final, Jimmy? I want to go to the county final this year. What's that? I'm coming down to Kerry. I need to talk to a few people for the county final. What day is that on? It's on the county Ten. final. What day is it today? Tenth. So semis are this weekend, which is the 16th. Semis are this week, 16, yeah. It's so on not it's on the bank holiday not, weekend. The 30th, yeah, bank holiday weekend, yeah. And then is the intermediate club championship following two weeks after that or something like that? Is it one, one, one week? week. Oh, Monday club will be will be in Austin Stack or be in Killarney. The Stacks game is on in Killarney against Kenmare. No, the, 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 the county final is it normally in Austin Stack Park or is it in Fitzgerald Stadium? Um, it's usually in Killarney. Yeah, but okay. I said on the depending who's in weekend. the semi-finals are in Tralee. That's yeah. an open goal to go down to that. Paddy, did you yeah. play in Pat Gilroy's uh, regional tournament back in 2009? I'm just reading the headline here back then. Did, Gilroy, yeah. Gilroy is after 10 or 12 players, December 16, <laughs> 2009. It was played at the Innish Vales GA grounds in Ball yeah, Griffin. Well, yeah. That was a bit, a bit lazy, like get round up all the teams together for a, for a week <laughs> so he doesn't have to go around to all the clubs. That was the that gig. What he that did. was the gig. We had a great team. We had a really, we were Dublin West. Oh, yeah? So we were good. Bridges were good at the time. Plunkets. So we had all the Brogans and J.O. were all with us. They were and did really you good. get on? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 it's got, we all kind of live within about five minutes of each other. So on the, on the pitch now, when we're playing against each other, they were, they were tasty enough. I think Plunkets had lost the final that year to Croaks. And we, we actually played Plunkets in the championship final a couple of years after that. But we, we would have known each other very well. And then Luke and Sarsfield were in it as well. They were with us. So we had a really good team and we, I was full back actually. 
Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was good though. It was good. Um, and we we got to the final, and we were red hot favourites, and we were playing Dublin Central, I think. So Dublin Central was Ballymun, who were that bad. All the, the lads were all young at the time now. So like Philly McMahon would been playing, but they were younger. And Vincent's, they were you know, those those teams did not get on, but they they were a Dublin Central team, and they whopped us in the final. And I tell you why, we were. Uh, we won the semi on the Saturday and the final was on the Sunday and sure enough, it was November and we're like, right, we'll have a few points here tonight. And I mean, we arrived to play the final the next day and we were not in great shape. And that was, yeah, that was, we didn't get off to a great start where Pat, Pat went mad. Um, that was the first gig. Yeah. Did he know? He knew you were sure. <laughs> we were a shambles. Our whole team were out <laughs> the night before. And uh, <laughs> we were shocking in the final. Was it like the Kilmacud Sevens? Like there was a big tent yeah, out the back. Yeah, of it was exactly like that's exactly what it was like. It was the weather was horrendous, and we won. We'd won during the week, and then we we ramped home in our semi final, and we were lighting it up. And it was like a Saturday evening to November, the off season basically. And we're like, right, we'll have a few points here now, a bit of crack. Was was uh, was Keith Barry your manager? No, no, Bar- Barry yeah. was the club manager of mine with Bridget's. Much later on, uh, Mick Alvin was our coach. Was it okay? Mick, I'm just, I'm Mick, just. Mick up. was the, uh, I think he was the Plunkett's manager at the time. So we, we would have known Mick. Well, Mick lives around here as well. Like, some absolute legend of a fella as well. All Ireland winner with Dublin '95. So uh, he was the manager, and sure, yeah. That's, was it? Would it have been a prestigious win? Like, would it have been a good no? Win? See, that's a, it, it. Was a one-off. There was no record of this. It's not like the Kerry. Oh, I'm after finding all the players. I'm after finding a list of all the players here. Yeah, and also, yeah. it was sponsored by the Sunny Bank Hotel. The dubs are ridiculous. How do you make money on everything? Yeah. No, it wasn't a prestigious thing. It was a one-off thing. It, it, it's money never been done since. But it was still sponsored. <laughs> it was still sponsored. Yeah, it was a big gig. Like, why not? Like? It's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. I, I have a question. Yeah, Rolexes. And did they yeah, mix the up the clubs? <laughs> Philly. <laughs> Billy McMahon is playing for Dublin North, but Dean Dublin Rock. North? No, centrally would have thought. No, Philly's playing with Dublin North and Dean Rock is playing. With, Dean Rock, Teddy Furman, James McCarthy, Jason Whelan are playing with Dublin Central. I don't know how Philly's with North. I don't know. Maybe they. The Dublin Colts. They're called the Dublin Colts. That's what they were. What? Yeah, that's what's down. Oh, here. Dublin Colts. Sorry. That was. They were thrown in. That was kind of young lads. That was a lot of young fellas who. Pat wanted to have a look at them. Separately. This is this is fucking comical. <laughs> this is where the names come in. That's why this. They should have had this every year. They should have had this every year. I want to bring this back. The Dublin Arena tournament needs to come back. Do you reckon in Croker? Did this? Did this help you win? This probably helped you win the All Ireland. This is probably it, lack. No, we uh, we lost to Kerry by hundred points the following year. Okay. But now I remember it well. Absolute hurricane on the Sunday. And our whole team was sitting in the car in Innisfails, sitting in our cars in the car park. Like, we're not playing this match. We don't. We couldn't possibly go out there. The hack of us, like, like he, like we got it. Giller came in after and absolutely et all of us. He's like, "You're a disgrace." Stay. He's like, oh, okay. "Yeah, not a great start, unfortunately." Okay. Yeah, but it was a that was a regional tournament. Yeah, I'd say we got a few players out of that. I'd say you so did. Yeah, definitely say we did. Yeah, I'll, I'll share a link to the panel after the pod if anyone's interested. How much did we lose the final, boy? I can only get the squads here and it actually says it gives all the squads apart from Dublin West squad to be finalised. <laughs> so, 
That was us, yeah. Yeah. I think we picked up a few fellas from the night out and brought them out with us the next day. <laughs> That's I, remember, I was Mark and Dermo in the final. Absolutely no way. Chance. Yeah. Me right. absolutely dying playing fullback on Dermo. Sports fighter out of the two. There's actually an album of photos from it, but I can't find one of you, Paddy, so you're lucky. Diving blocks everywhere. Yeah. There you go. Fullback. Back there. Yeah. <laughs> you are listening to episode 37 of season two of the football pod of Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue. We'll be back right after this talking a bit more football. All right. You are very welcome back to the football pod here with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. Um, <laughs> the Dublin Colts. I like that. <laughs> that, is, that is brilliant, though. A couple of young fellas who couldn't make the, make the teams. Give them a team. Hey, but they were the best. They Give actually had all the team. future. James O'Hardy, like, Dean Rock. Oh, that's one direction, like. They're only 15 at the time. One direction. <laughs> you weren't allowed to tackle them. Yeah, it was very X Factor, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, teenagers, the teenagers team. Well, hopefully, me that goes, no it goes, it goes just as well in me and it sparks just as uh, influential a uh, couple of years like, in the they county. Should, so. They should do it over a weekend, though, Tommy. That's yeah. where you get like a festival. It should be yeah. a two, two or three day tournament. Exactly. And get on to that sunny crowd. Who's the sunny hotel? Sunny, Bank. sunny Banks Hotel. Oh, in, no, yeah, it's gone. It was in Rumcondra, wasn't it? No, Fibsra. Yeah, uh, from Condra. Yeah, yes. yeah, between down the road from Fibsra, right beside Croker now. Yeah, five minutes, five minutes up from Croker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was probably where the where the previous night's action was. Was it? No, it was more okay. local. We kept we had a nightclub out here. It's still here, I think. Actually, Heaven Nightclub. Anyone from from uh, Dublin and West would have remembered that fondly. Beach parties yeah. and everything. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So glory days. We're obviously in the midst of uh, club finals and, you know, junior, intermediate level, senior level, all that's going on right now. But James, for all the sorry people who've been beaten and knocked out and suddenly have no football to look forward to, even though they planned their next two months around training and winning and various Monday clubs, what are they supposed to do in preseason? What would be your perfect preseason to become a better footballer? I'm not asking about a few months off. Yeah. That if you're but, sitting there and you want to get better, what are you doing? Well, I in my ideal preseason, I wouldn't actually finish up for a spell. I know some fellas like putting the boots away for a month or six weeks, you know, and just concentrating on the gym. But I personally, the couple of good preseasons I had, probably stayed on the field twice a week um, yeah. with different teams. So say... Speaking of regions, like we have our East Kerry Championship in Kerry, right? Which would be a massive tournament and it would be on until December a lot of the time. So you'd be training, you'd be training twice a week with the club all the way nearly to the start of December. Do you just have matches every month of the year? Yeah, it's just constant. Like an up tournament. (laughs) Well, that is a, that is a prestigious tournament. That's one of the biggest ones you can win. But so we'd have that. So staying on the field, I think, is so important. And then just taking a field session out. So you're down to two nights to work on your gym work or whatever you had to work on. Some fellas might go, they might say, I'm putting six or eight weeks into speed work or plyometrics mm. or strength. I would say to take out one field session and replace it with that rather than go, right, I'm not playing any football for, for six weeks. I'm just doing this because when you're coming back completely kind of, not unfit, but your 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 eye is gone. It's it's hard to kind of get your confidence back and 
it's hard to get back into the groove when you've completely parked the the ball and parked the football or the, the football boots. So my ideal preseason would definitely be stay on the field twice a week. And then whatever I wanted to do in terms of improvement, be it strength, speed, power, I do that the extra night. Okay. It's different though, Jim. It depends where you are in your career. I would feel like if you're a young flat and you don't have much mileage on the clock, um, you will have a very different pre-season or off-season to someone say, myself and yourself, Jimmy, come to the end of our inter-county careers where there's a, we've yeah. had a lot built up. That looks very different. There's not a one-size-fits-all, Tommy, if you're asking your question of mm. what's the ideal pre-season. It's dependent very much on, on the player, what they've done for the, the previous eight or nine months of the season. Have they had? Usually, there's knocks and niggles, so you've got to try and get that right. Um, I would have found the older I got, the less outdoor stuff I would have done in my off season. I, I agree with Jimmy. I think it's very, no matter what age you are, if your season finishes now, say the first week of October, and you do absolutely nothing for the next three months till January, that is a disaster because mm. you're, you're going to. The body just will, even if you're a young fella and you go in, you're going to pick up knocks. You're going from nothing into heavy training pre-season with under-20s or senior inter-county teams or, or Sigerson and stuff like that. You, you can't just switch the body off completely for three months and come back in. Rest is important, but you need to keep the body ticking over or you're just going to, you're asking for injuries and stuff like that. I would have done a lot of stuff. I would have trained, I would have trained continuously, but maybe not necessarily GEA specific training mm. so I would have done a lot of gym stuff I had injuries my hips my back my glutes so I would have done a lot of gym work with our physios over the off season would have done it definitely beyond the pitch once a week Jimmy I agree with that just I think myself and Andy Moran spoke about this and, and even Stephen O'Neill a couple of weeks ago you need to be kicking balls for a forward even if you're a defender just being out on the pitch whether it's a Saturday morning for an hour Sunday morning Friday evening whatever it is go out and kick 60, 70 balls, just right foot, left foot. You need to keep your eye. I know conditions are shit and it can be hard getting out at that time of year, but it's important. If you're coming back in January, there's no point in being the fittest guy and the strongest guy and your touch is a car crash. 100%, yeah. yeah you, you need to be kicking ball. Um, and then the fitness stuff I would have done, playing so- I would have played soccer twice a week. I did a couple of hitters boxing with Bernard Dunn. was savage. Training. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're training with him for like 45 minutes. They do that maybe twice a week. You'd be in some shape after that. Just different types of fitness work that you're not putting a massive strain on your body. Like I say, particularly the older you get, you you can't be out there in October, November, December doing mass runs and fitness tests. That's all going to come in January. You need to have the body, you need to have keep your aerobic fitness up. But there's other ways more enjoyable ways that mentally aren't even like you'd enjoy going playing soccer you'd enjoy going doing a bit of boxing spinning classes Stephen O'Neill talking about cycling I would have done a bit of that so I think the key thing is understanding where your body's at where you are in your career what mm. sort of mileage you have on the clock but you need to keep ticking over you cannot take three months off and expect to come back in January um, no I just don't think that's going to work you're just going to you're asking for trouble with injuries and and they're just not going to be playing well. You're, you're chasing your tail. You're, you're yeah. going to take you two months to try and get fit. And the way the season is now, you've got to hit the ground running. The season's over in July, so yeah, that's it. Like when I when I'm thinking about a preseason, I'm thinking, what is it that's going to make sure I'm 
playing well when the season does start. So yeah, yeah. for me personally, that would be stay on the field a little bit more because maybe I'd rely a bit more on Shoot. that side of my sure. game. Yeah. And are you doing that on your own or are you doing it blessed well, down the, in Kerry the, that you've still got club best, football? The best starts to seasons I've had was when our club was going late and then maybe McGrath Cup started because I had I had a serious ability to go ridiculously off the walls, you know what I mean? Not or not do enough, do you know, or what do you mean? Tie yourself a bit too much, or do you know you'd, you'd hang around with the lads too much or something. Do you know a few of those winters as well now? Yeah, I must Yeah, say. so I just think stay on the field. Like football is football. Do you know it's not it's not powerlifting and fucking all this stuff that the fellas get stuck into. I, I agree. You need a bit of that though, Jimmy. You do it to an extent. It definitely it. mentally, you need to, to switch off from football. But if you're going, if you want to have a good start to the season and football is, you're still fresh mentally and you're thinking about next year, I would say try and stay on the field. Okay. Very balanced approach. I suppose, as you said, Paddy, it's, it's up to the individual and where they're coming from and where they're at and figuring out where they're at. Like like if you're looking at it now, right, give an example, right? So, who Lee Gannon says, a young guy in a really breakout year, brilliant year with Dublin this season. He will have a very different off season now for between now and January when they go back than, say, James McCart, who's yeah. had loads of miles on the clock. They'll both be ticking away, but their, their program and their training over the next three months, I would imagine, will be very, very different. Um, and even though you could say a young guy like Lee Gannon had a really had a brilliant breakout season, you could say, oh, put the fleet up now. No, there's work to be done to kick on to the next level. And there's loads of players like that, younger guys, 21, 22, 23 years of age, who, who are big seasons this year. Someone like Rob Finnerty from Galway, really outstanding season. The temptation would be to say, right, I'm putting the fleet up now. Because you've obviously worked really hard during the season to get to that but you've got to be, you've got to go to the next level again and keep pushing it to get better. So every player, even though they're, 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 well, they're both senior inter-county players, they will still have very tailored off-seasons. And the days of, yeah, of course, you're, if you want it, you go and have to crack it, you go and stag dues or whatever it is over the off-season now or the next three months, you get a couple of weekends away, but you've got to be ticking over. You can't just go cold turkey for three months and turn into Mick Jagger completely or you're going to pay for it, like, ultimately. Like, yeah. I'm kind of going back to to explain from my point of view. I've had winters where I've been injured and wasn't able to get on the field at all. And like, as you said, Paddy, coming back there chasing your tail, knowing that you're you're off form because you're not kicking well, you're not catching yeah. well, you're not fit, you haven't run in ages. After every session, you're you're stiff and sore. You need more recovery. Like. Ideally, you don't want that. You want to be wow. able to. You want to be able to have a bit of confidence left over. Know that you've done a bit of work, and still refresh and be able to go. So, I mean, it's it is definitely as Paddy said. It comes down to the individual. Some fellas like doing completely off the wall things just to stay fit. They, yeah. they those fellas probably don't rely on their skills as much. You know, whereas some fellas there, if they if they took a couple of months off the ball. And their skills went, their whole game and crash. But, but if, if you're an inside forward, like, if you're a shooter, like, you have got to be kicking. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, there's a bit more leeway from the half back line or midfielders or whatever it is. But if you're 
a corner forward or a full forward and your job is to score for the team, you, you've got to be out kicking balls at least once a week. I would always, sometimes more than that. Like again, depending if the season didn't finish well, you'd be like, you'd be frustrated. It's like, right, I'm going to hit the ground run. And we spoke about this before. I remember a couple of years where we'd have won the All-Ireland, but I wouldn't have played as well maybe in the final or something. And there's frustration there. And I'm going, right, I'm nailing November, December time. So when we come back in, mm. in January for the National League or whatever, I'm under pressure to perform. So you've got to be, you, you can't just come back. Some guys, super, like if you're, say you, this isn't Clifford, but if you were like Clifford now, he could turn around and say, well, look, I can afford to have a slow start next year in January, February, March even. I know I'm going to be the main man in the summer, but for 99% of players, there's, if I was giving advice to guys, it's review where you where the last season went. Okay, that went well, that didn't go well. These are the areas I need to work on. And then go and do it. Like there's yeah. no real secret around it. It's it's a window for you to get an edge and that you hit the ground running when the National League start the last week of January next year. Yeah, 100%. For some, for a lot of club players, their next meaningful game after they're knocked out in September, October could be 10 months, nine months away. So yeah. it's just, there's a lot that can be done in that time. Yeah. There, um, that, is, that is very, very long. Like that's... It's a big break. You know, count, so, some counties, the league club level just isn't taken seriously enough or isn't big enough or good enough. I know in Kerry, obviously, it's big. In Monaghan, it's big. Um, the, the What league? The county league? Yeah, the, the for yeah, yeah. club players, yeah. The county league down here is, is huge, honestly. It's fantastic. Mm. It really is. like and Some it, counties, it's not, though. If I was going in marketing, Jimmy, you'd say I'd leave the league. I don't need to went with that. I just need to focus on the regional championship. That's my remit, like in Kerry. Yeah. The, what regional championship should we have? No, we should wear in the county championship. But if the county championship, that's where I'm going in. I'm going to jazz that up. <laughs> but I leave the county league as is. No new nicknames or anything. That's, that's, no, that's that as that's traditional. That's on the. It's ball. not broke. Don't fix. It. Okay, I hear you. I hear we, you. We have a couple of quick questions, lads, from the Football Pod listeners. Paddy oh, Andrews, yeah. this was for you. After listening to Ray Canal last week, this coming from Michael Jennings. If an AFL side came knocking, what would your response have been? I did. I did a couple of trials with them. Yeah? Anyway, yeah. Um, don't know how I landed in that, but uh, I would have been... I would have been interested to go. Like We, we touched on it last week. The opportunity to go... And be a professional athlete is, it's an amazing opportunity for GA players. And I know, it, it, look, it's, it's a personal decision because you're generally, you're, you're a kid, really. You know, you're 18, 19, usually around that age. You're still a baby and you're moving to the other side of the world. So it's a massive social decision to take. But I think the opportunity to go live on the other side of the world in a professional environment, what, what an incredible thing to do, like. You know, and look, the guys like Tui, Ty Canelli, obviously Mark O'Connor as well, outstanding players to reach the top of the game. But even if you didn't, mm. like, like listen to Ray Canellan or, or Conor McKenna, to go down for a couple of years and still have the opportunity to come back. And when, when they come back, look at the impact these guys are having when they go back into their clubs and their county teams. But I think as an opportunity to go down and do it, it's, it'd be very difficult to turn down. I wouldn't hold it. And I know clubs and, and stuff like that 
are losing a player they've put a lot of work into to, to build up to that level but I think for the player it's an amazing opportunity but it is a tough decision Place for us for. At that you, age. you got exposure to the under 17 international rules squad yeah, which yeah, we spoke about last year you had Gary Brennan us, yeah. Gary Brennan Pierce Hanley Michael Murphy were on that Shane squad O'Rourke, Shane O'Rourke was on that squad the trial that you had was that like one of the AFL combines that would be in DCU yeah or what was it like back then? your man Ricky Nixon was a hover yeah yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I pulled out of it. Then, yeah, it was like, no, oh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna hang on. I don't know how well I would have went in Australia at that age. Like, do you remember any of the boys that were on the panel that went over then or doing the trials? Well, well, P- Pierce Hanley, you know, it was actually it was 2006, so okay. it was minor. And really Shane O'Rourke was the main man. Like, the yeah. Aussies were because he was huge. He was about six foot five. He was, we were all, was 16, 17, and he's a brilliant player. Yeah. And the Aussies, I mean, lads, it was like Erling Haaland back in the day. They were because you played, we went down to Australia for three weeks, and I mean, they were queuing up at the hotel for Manal. Oh, so the trials were in Australia. Oh, no, this, this was the, 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 the last international rules. So we played Australia three times. But Under 17s. There have been trials beforehand. It was actually out in um, Kildare. Was it Leakslip? There was one out in Leakslip, there was one in DCU. Um, so they were kind of going on, but then the, the Ireland team, so all this was in Australia, so all the scouts were looking at this going, we take two or three of these lads. And, and Rocky was the main man. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. They were all mad for him. But Pierce Hanley was the only one. They're mad for Michael Murphy as well. Uh, so Michael Murphy was there. But Pierce Hanley was the guy who um, who they took out of. Went to yeah. Brisbane, off the back of that. So yeah. He went about a year yeah. later, but it was kind of teed up from then. He was just, he was so suited to us. He was just... Just what happened to Shane O'Rourke? Just injuries? It was an ankle. Injuries, yeah. Destro- I think that, that was 06. So he played for me, the senior team in 07, when they got to the All-Ireland semi-final. Isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. All-Ireland uh, semi-final in 09. Obviously played very well against Dublin when they put five past Cluxon in 2010. Like Sh- 10, was, yeah, yeah. Shane O'Rourke was playing, I think, up until... Tw- I think there was a year that Garrity came back and O'Rourke was still around. He was well, just played with injuries. Then, Tommy, he was injuries, always played with injuries. He was... Uh, he was just, he was, he was too big for his, he just had loads of muscle injuries. And he, like I say, he was six, five, six, six when he was 15. Like, yeah. But technically, whoa, Jimmy, some baller. Like, really. He, he uh, came back. Yeah. He, yeah. Big time. Class. Technically so good. Um, even we, we won the freshers all over. We all went to DCU the next year. Niall Miner was the manager. So we were all in DCU the following year. We won the Freshers All Ireland, and I think he was already. He was. I think he missed a lot of that show injury, but you just get glimpses of this guy is just pure quality. Like, yeah. great. He he um he didn't play for me between 2011 and 2014. I think he played a game in 2014, and then that was it. He was finished with the county. And then in 2017, he came back and led Simonson to the first of, I think, two oh, titles. Back to back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He had three hip operations between 2011 and 2014. Jesus. No, and they no. were, th- those hip operations were, were in at the time. Like I say, if you, if you had that, no, you wouldn't be getting the, the surgery. I mm. No, obviously, I don't know his case, but I remember at the time, everyone was getting a fucking hip, hip, hip yeah. uh, surgery. Yeah. A lot of lads were. A lot of, squ- a lot of squatting going on and stuff like that in the gym and... Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, deadlifts and ah, oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew Glory a lot of days. a lot of the DCU lads who've been traveling cross country as well ended up, you know, they'd be traveling from DCU to their county setups. Ended up getting hip operations too around eleven, twelve. They were 
they were a thing, weren't they, back then? There was a lot of them going on. Yeah, there was a good few. Was a good few. No, you weren't training hard enough unless you got hit by pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it was held against you, like. You booked booked in for that surgery in November. You better need it, like. James, did you ever get a call from Ricky Nixon? Uh, who's he again? The <laughs> AFL scout. I don't know if you were, you built, like, Paddy like, was a bit of a bear when he was that yeah, age. I went you over, built. I went over like George Mendes back in the day. He used to be in coppers wearing sunglasses. I swear to God, like. Did you play in trash rules, James? No. Yeah, I was asked I, one year, right? I, I think it was 15. I was getting surgery anyway. I forget who was the manager. Okay, Joyce was Joyce, but I, no, 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 was coach. No, no, someone else. Who else was there? Bomber, do you know what? I, I wouldn't have gone anyway. Really, what would I have been doing? Joe Kernan, Joe Kernan, no, Joe Kernan was the manager when 2015. Who 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 would have rang me there? So who who was with him? Uh, was involved in a few of them. Bomber was on. She must have been. I think it was Paul. Paul something. Paul Early. Yeah. Early. Yeah. That's early would have been in fourteen. Yeah, Paul Early and thirteen. He might have been involved with Kernan. No, I'd say I would have been handing out the bibs or something. <laughs> like nah, you'd be you'd be a runner from deep. The you only thing is, I could have done a mulligan on it and uh, and gone over to Australia and just pulled the hammer. <laughs> that was the goal. <laughs> three weeks week, week on there. I'm going to go over <laughs> and then, oh, jeez, matter. You wouldn't believe it, Joe. I'm going to have to tear my hammer. <laughs> I'm going to shoot down to the goal coast. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it wasn't for right. Anyway, okay. All, all power to them. James, Cormac Finnegan has a question here. Um, this is a Bit of an out there question. I think it's a good question. Could spark something. See where it goes. Biggest regret of your career. This is deep. Jeez. Biggest regret of my career. Are we both getting this question? Yeah, I put it to Paddy too. Paddy, you have a think there. Um, this can be anything. This can be this can be a pass that you didn't make. It can be a ball that you didn't catch. It can be a, a manager's word of advice that you didn't react well to. It could be anything. I'd say on on the field, something you ate before that- a match. <laughs> well, on the field I would say that that county final that we mentioned at the start that we were up seven points and lost in a replay after extra time I had a, I had a chance of a score the easiest score ever in front of the goals I kicked it wide I think we were probably five or six points up at the time but we would have definitely definitely won if that went over like we yeah and I kicked it wide and we lost we, we ended up, they ended up reading us back. Brian Sheehan got like one, three or something like that. Reeled us back, beat us an extra time. Like that is one where I'm sure a lot of fellas have the same thing where you're lying in bed and you're going, oh my God, even a year or two later, even now, and it was seven or eight years ago, I'm thinking to win that would have been outrageous. And um, yeah, so that was definitely a regret. I just didn't take a bit more care over that shot. I, everyone has, you know, like when it comes to pulling the trigger, everyone's missed. Like, but you know, you always have that one or two shots that you go, fuck it. If How, that went over, it would have been different. But isn't that like just like that's part of the game, though, Jimmy, isn't it? Like, it is. But you know, you look stuff, back and say, oh, I would have loved to kick more scores and stuff. But like, that's like, you just, there's times where you just, you miss. That's, I know, but this was, this was county final for the league. Like, yeah. We hadn't been there in so long. We haven't been there since. We haven't been back to the semi-final since. And it, it keeps massive, like, huh? It does actually. You're not just saying it; like, it it actually keeps you up at night. Oh, if I thought if I thought about it, it would be in my head. 
for an hour, I'd have to like <laughs> breathe through it. Bringing up these, it's Monday night. Like, I've been good form here on the pod. Like. Yeah, but, but like best there now. There's always there's always a moment in a game that you think back to, like you know. And we had a good few in that match. Like, we made shitload of mistakes at the end, but you know, everyone has their one. Yeah, but um, that was definitely on field. If I had to go off the field, I say I got two surgeries in in 2015 on my shoulders, one each, and like. I couldn't move for six months, like basically sling on both hands for a couple of weeks. Like I would never do that again. That was an absolute mistake. Terrible you, decision. You spoke about that on one of the early pods of us and lying on your back, both arms in a sling, <laughs> not being able to do hunting for about a month. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. Would that you was. have done, would you have done one that winter and one the next winter or would you have just not got the second one done? I wouldn't have done either of them. Yeah. I'd say not, yeah. If I could go back though. That's hindsight, isn't it? Yeah, but like again, you don't you don't really know at the time. Yeah, but um, yeah, there's a couple of couple of moments like that. I suppose you always think back to. Everyone has their thing. Everyone has a couple of things. Will you get to sleep tonight now, Jimmy? No, that's you, gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here. I'm off work tomorrow. <laughs> I just got stuck into the red wine. Here. This question in like this is a wine. Cormac, Cormac Finnegan. Fagan, you give it a rest, will you? Good Come question, on. Cormac. Good. So, what's your biggest regret? Yeah. Injuries aren't like everyone. Injuries are bad. Like you always look back and wish you didn't pick up. So I picked up knocks at bad times in my career. Like I remember, and I I don't know about you. I used to get injuries. I never got a normal injury. I never got like hmm. uh, I've tweaked my quad. I'm out for two weeks and I'm back. Forget about it. I always got these off the wall fucking injuries. Like, I remember we won, we won in 13 and it was kind of it was a breakout year for me. And the following year, I was playing well. I was in the team. We bet Leash in the first round of the championship and we're obviously going for back to back All Ireland. And we're playing Mead in the All Ireland semi final, or the Leinster semi final uh, on the Sunday. And the train on that Wednesday night, like the most innocuous thing. I think, kicked the ball in and it was tackled and kind of fell and whatever way I fell landed on my wrist I'm thinking oh fuck that's like a bit of a sprained wrist so Doc had a look at it go a bit of a sprain it'll be grand we came to train on a Friday night before the game on a Sunday just kind of like nearly a captain's run a walk through and I was like that's still sore like I went to catch a ball and my honest to God the pain in my hand I was like what is going on with this so Doc's like, oh, we get a scan on that, see what that is. And I remember I went into Santry the next morning, day before we played Mead, and it was with our physio. And the, the surgeon goes, yeah, and we had a look at the scan. You broke your scaphoid. And I, I was like, what is that? And he goes, scaphoid, for any, it's like a little tiny bone in your wrist, and it controls the movement of your wrist. So connects when your wrist to your hand. I'm sure there's yeah. physios or doctors listening to this. Pulling the hair with a terrible diagnosis, but my head it basically controls moving the wrist. The fan goes, me, goes right, uh, we can operate on it next week, and you're out for four months. What? And we were looking at him, like, are you winding me up? Middle of the championship, I was like, no chance I'm doing that. And he's like, well, like, I go, what's the other option? He's like, well, you basically broken wrist. And I go, can I try and play? And he's like, well, yeah, if you want, like, but you're gonna have to get surgery. So I, I ended up didn't play the rest of the Leinster championship at a broken wrist. And I strapped it up and I came out on the quarterfinal against Monaghan. <laughs> I mean, if you look back on this, I came out on the Donegal game, the semi-final. Yeah. And actually scored a couple of points. And I'm literally running around catching the ball with one hand. With a broken wrist. But like, that was a big season for me. And I met, 
ended up missing that. And the same happened in 16. We won the, that was probably my best year. We, we obviously got Kerry in 15. I was playing well in 16. And in the league semi-final against Donegal, I was running after Ryan McHugh. So no good was ever going to come out of this. I remember planting my foot. We were hammering. It was a league semi-final nonsense game. And uh, planted my foot and just got a shooting pain up my leg into my back. I was like, oh, fuck, that's it. It's a sore one now. Didn't know what it was. And we came off. We were playing Kerry in the league final the following week. Remember that one, Jimmy? It was like 2016. It was like an anniversary for the rise. It was 80,000 croak. It was a big, we, big game. So we same won thing. It, Who won yeah. that? We won that by a point, I think, did we? No, uh, we, we won it. And then you bet us the following year in the league in 17 in the final. Oh, yeah. But anyway, same thing. Back was sore. I was going, geez, thought nothing of it. That night, I remember I got home and I literally, I couldn't stand up. I was lying on it. I slept face down in my sitting room. Went there for a scan. Same thing again. It was like, uh, yeah, you've slipped discs in your back. Uh, you're out. I missed four months. My God. Literally came back, missed all the Leinster Championship, missed the All-Ireland Series, came on against Kerry in the semi-final, and came on in the final against Mayo. But that was a bit, that was probably my peak and ended up missing the whole championship pretty much. So there's always those ones. You get an injury just at the wrong time. But again, is it a regret? That's early dust. It's just, yeah, have, okay. like, every, everyone gets injuries. You see guys missing. Yeah. Big games and big finals. So, yeah, of course, you, you wish you didn't get injured at the time. Could things had turned out a bit differently, but no, I don't know. Like, in terms of, I was blessed to play for 10 years with that team. It was absolutely, how could it turn around and go, I wish we won a bit more or something like that? Like, it was just, I wish too far to that, but yeah. I wish, I wish I didn't go on the beard the night before the Dublin Regional Championship final. Oh, change that, like, because it was great crack. It's one direction. Yeah, it's yeah. one direction. The Colts. The Dublin Colts beating us. We must have run around the next morning. The young lads were couldn't even get served, so they were always going to beat us. But no, stuff like that, like that's just part of the journey, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. say it's a regret, but the injury. Okay. But Jimmy, you know, you the same with injuries at the end. Everyone gets yeah. played. Paris love it, unfortunately. That's uh, listen, Cormac. That was a good question. Thanks for sending that in. Um, any positive questions there? No. Uh, let me look for positive ones. There's a shout here. Um, Niall wants to know: Will Kevin Walsh be a good addition to the Cork management team? Niall, what we're going to say is that it's not confirmed yet. There was reports that Kevin Walsh was going to be on board with the Cork <laughs> team. Uh, well, I'm not getting caught with this one. He's going in with him as well. Until I see Kevin Walsh <laughs> in a Cork top. We're not talking about it on the pod. So we'll come we back to that. But their own WhatsApp, WhatsApp room or that. That, that would be very calls. that would be very interesting if it did happen. Patrick Golden wants to know your thoughts on full-time managers in the GA with Max Day and O'Rourke. O'Rourke obviously retired, retiring in December. Yeah, yeah. We'll come back to that again. Obviously, we've spoken about it bits and pieces before how time consuming it is. Um we actually might have a couple of intercounty managers on the pod over the next few weeks, so we could put it to them there. Interesting. A couple of big guests lined up over the next few weeks. Uh, Brian wants to know, I feel like you've answered this before, worst defender to get in A versus B games. James, I'm going to show that you've answered it before because yeah. I would say Mark O'Shea and Tom Sullivan. Yeah. Who you said. And Paddy, actually Paddy, I'm not sure I know who the toughest defender you've Mike. marked. Was it Mick Fitz? Yeah. Well, I was always on Fitz. Yeah, painful. And what about in the early days when you were a Dublin corner back? Who are forward? Didn't you want to mark? Yeah, Alan Brown. Okay. Yeah, car car stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, we're nearly finished here, boys. I want to give one last shout out to a thread that was on Twitter today. It's really interesting. This is one of my favorite things about this time of the year. 
six footballers to watch out for in the 2023 intercounty season. It's from the GAA underscore edits Twitter page. Garode Howley Paddy, who you know from the football pod, does a bit of work for us in the background. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Garode came up with this list. So I said I'd run it by you and see if you had any thoughts yourselves of players you're looking forward to seeing next year. First player, Rory Murphy from Kerry. Obviously playing with East Kerry, so we might get a bit of an idea, James, from you what he's been like in the next couple of weeks once that's over. Um, but he's been flying, playing number 10 um, and playing around the half-forward line. Uh, played midfield for Kerry in their 20s. Basketball or two. Good footballer, good skills, yeah, yeah. big boy. Uh, second player here, Connor Cush from Tyrone. So these are Gerald's words. We've all heard about the likes of Rory Canavan and Michael McLean and breaking into Tyrone senior side, but they might not be the only ones. Son of former Tyrone star Adrian Cush and a member of the under-20 team this year could be pushing for a spot and do her Logan's yeah. panel. Tyrone are going to have... I think we're all expecting big things from Tyrone to bounce back. And they're going to have a couple of young guys coming in from that 20s team. They're going to see McKenna Cup. Yes. National League action. They are dangerous. Going to be some energy, some good energy coming out of Toronto next year. Looking forward to that. Sam Callanan from Mayo is the next one. Callanan made his Mayo debut this year while he was still doing his leaving cert. So that just shows you what James Horan thought of him. Yeah, he's got a bit about him. Yeah, so interesting to see another running halfback from Mayo, another one of the breed. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I've got a forward in there somewhere now. In Mayo, I don't know. There might be one or two forwards coming back next year. Last thing they need is another attacking halfback. Well, it looks like they have it. Well, do you know who? Do you know what? They're going to have two new forwards next year. Kenny O'Connor is going to be like a new man, you know. And Tommy Conroy is going to be back. They're going to have three. Ryan O'Donoghue is going to be back too. So next day is going to have a star studded forward line to match his star studded backroom team. Uh, Adam Waddock from Dublin. Say it again there, James. Second favourites. Second favourites already, yeah. Uh, Adam Waddock from Dublin is the next man. That's been picked out here. Thomas Davis, man, starred for the Dublin under 20s in the middle of the field. Paddy, you're saying that Dubs have been looking for another midfielder to add to the to the Arsenal. So that could be a, a footballer there who could be worth keeping an eye on from Dublin. This is an, an exciting footballer now. Shailen Johnston from Down. Cuckoo, man. Another Johnston. Uh, will Connor Laverty get another one? The Johnston's back involved next year with Down. Could be interesting to see how Down get on next year. So that's a player to keep an eye on. And the final player, the sixth player, yeah, one of the Kildare stars from this year. Luke Killian. There's a couple of quality Calair footballers. So there, yeah, that's under, 20, under twenty champions went all the way to the final last year. So yeah, yeah. that's what we're going to see uh, a Bourne Cup uh, or all the preseason comps and the start of the national league. So it's exciting that time of year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Exciting. I hate it, like hard going. You're going to training in January and February, but now when you're looking in watching the games, so much change about intercounty management and also loads of these young players are going to be getting opportunities a lot of the big teams are looking for like Mayo need to find players Dublin need to find players Galway be looking to push on Tyrone looking to come back Kerry to be fair probably the only ones that seem a bit more settled with their team but all the other teams are looking to find two or three players that can push them on to the next level so yeah yeah we'll see we'll see how those guys pan out it's going to be going to be exciting so check out that trend yeah, I know there's a couple of uh, good players that have been popping underneath it. Keem McConville, who's been very good for Cross McGlynn Rangers. Rico Kelly popped his name in there. And Mike Kelly mentioned Jack Mackin from Column Kills in Longford. Just captained his club and was man of the match in the county final in Longford. He's 20 years old. So that's a footballer to keep an eye on as well. So we'll keep an eye out on that. Paddy, last one um, before we finish up this week. A behemoth of Dublin football sadly passed away last week. Um, Brian Mullins. He was only 68. Yeah. Um, died after a short illness so 
Uh, sad news, very sad news in Dublin. Yeah, in Dublin circles. We were at, we're all at the funeral there in on Griffith Avenue last week. Just not just a, a Dublin icon, which he was, and, and that seventies team. Anyone who follows Dublin GA or, or kind of understands GA as a whole knows how important that group of people are, and particularly for us as, as Dublin players, you're kind of just following on from from Hefo's team and Mullins was one of the absolute icons of that team and his role with UCD as well for over 20 years out in Belfield his head of sport out there his role with St Vincent's obviously one of the biggest clubs in Dublin and he was an absolute cornerstone of that and the success he had with Derry as, as a manager up there as well so look just a totemic figure in Dublin GAA it's very sad and just being there last week and seeing everyone the, the turnout from Vincent's and all across Dublin GAA it's a sad day, you know, a young, young man's in his 60s. So yeah. his wife and, and his, his family and stuff like that, it's it's a tough time. But I think you could see the reaction, the respect he was held in, not just in Dublin, but across the country from, from GA. A lot of the Kerry team from the 70s would have been there, James, as well, over the couple of days. Um, so it's always sad when you see someone as iconic as that, you know, going too soon, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, sorry for the loss for, for St. Vincent's and all his family as well. Yeah, well said. That's it, lads, for this week's episode of the Football Pod. I'd like to wish the best of luck to all the clubs prepping for the rest of their championships. You're all very lucky to still be involved in club football. Uh, James O'Donoghue, best of luck to you. And Sunday, you keep an eye on that one now. Paddy Andrews, let's watch some good football this weekend. I know you're looking forward to the Dublin final. I'm going to find a game to go to myself, and we'll be back next Monday. So, everyone at home, thank you for listening. Special guest next week. Yeah, we've got a couple of special guests lined up now for the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned and we'll be back. Thanks, boys. Good night, lads. Boys.